I'll be continuing, as I said in the series, Lean and Fit, Part 8. So, last week, I just want to touch on a few things that we covered. We continued with avoiding and or getting through danger in the hostile environment in which we live. We were in 1 Peter chapter 5, and we talk about uh, resisting the enemy or the predator. We are to resist him, it said, steadfast in the faith. That's unwavering in the faith. We stand firm and we don't give up. We have to submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. It said submit to God. So we stand firm and we don't give up and we do things God's way. We resist the devil and he will flee. That's what the word of God says. So we have to resist. And the Greek word as I I spoke last week is ant is temi. Ant is temi. That's how it's pronounced. It just means to stand against, to oppose, to withstand, which is to offer strong resistance, offer strong resistance or opposition, and to put up a fight. We don't give up and we don't quit. We have the authority to do it, but as I said, we must do it God's way. And there are three things I, I touch on. We need to know that we can resist and that we are not helpless. We've got to know that. We have to resist the urge or the temptation to do things our own way. And we have to resist God's way by faith. We must be willing to trust God and submit to Him, to do it His way. So because the Bible says we have to resist the devil, submit to God and He will flee. The only way we're going to resist and put up a fight or resistance is to do it God's way and to appropriate God's weapon. Amen? So the word of God says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. That is walking by faith. Trust in the Lord and not trusting how you, by how you feel and what it looks like in the natural. But doing things God's way. It says, In all your ways acknowledge Him. And He shall direct your path. That is the word. And what's what the word of God says. And that's God, what God will do. God is always obligated to back up His word. He will always do it. He will always keep his word. So we have to know the word. We have to not only know it, we have to believe it and act on it. We walk by faith, not by sight. The Bible said the just, the uncompromisingly righteous, shall live by faith. Everything we do is by faith. Amen? So we have been told what we are up against. We got a description of what our enemies or the predators and how we are to resist. They said, the Bible says that the fight, our fight is not with flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. It says, because this is what we are fighting against. He said, because of that, therefore take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, whatever evil day that is, whatever trial you are going through. You will be able to withstand by taking up the armor of God. That means you have to fight God's way. You have to submit to God and pick up the armor of God and fight God's way. And they say, having done all, stand. Do all you know to do by faith and stand. And God will back up that word and allow you to stand against the schemes and the attacks of the enemy. And he will flee. The armor is spiritual. 
from God and the strategy is God. The armor is from God and the strategy is from God. We need spiritual weapons to stand against a spiritual predator or enemy. And, you know, today, that was a brief recap of what we touched on last week. Today I want to speak more to avoiding and getting through danger in a hostile environment. So we talk about the weapons. And I didn't go through the, the, the object of, the, of this message wasn't to talk so much about the weapons. But to know and make known to us that there are weapons available. Spiritual weapons to fight a spiritual enemy. But there's one more thing I want to touch on today. And that, that is how we, use our, how we use our tongue determines how lean and fit we really are. How we use our tongue determines how lean and fit we really are. So I'd like us to turn to James chapter 3 and we start in verse 2. James, the book of James chapter 3 and we start in verse number 2. Let me know when you're there please. Alright, so let's begin. So in verse 2 it says, For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body. Let me repeat that. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body. Let's go to verse 5. Even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. This tongue is so set on among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and it sets on fire by hell. And verse 8. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. And that's as far as I'm going to read. So as I said, to be lean and fit in the hostile environment that we're living in, to do spiritual warfare and to battle our spiritual enemy, we have to be able to use our tongue the right way. We have to be able to use our tongue the right way. So in James chapter 3, the verses you read, it says, when you're able to use your words properly, when you don't stumble with what you're saying, when you're walking in the light, that's basically what it's saying there. Anyone who walks in the light the, is mature or perfect, able to bridle the whole body. And if you understand what bridle is, bridle is something that they put in a horse's, the bit they put in the horse's mouth with the leather that comes back. So the bridle is what the rider of the horse uses to move the head of the animal to guide the horse, the whole body. Actually, it moves the head, and with the head goes the body. It's the same way. You say, if you are able to speak and walk in the light, if you are able to walk and not stumble, you're mature, and you're able to control or guide your body. So it's saying here, and, and the only person that I really remember reading about or knowing about who was able to bridle the, the whole body and not stumble was Jesus. Because Jesus said, I only say and do what the Father tells me. And what I do, 
I do what he shows me in like manner. So therefore he was doing the Father's will. So whatever he did and say was just. And this is what it's talking about here. Anyone who does not stumble in word, he is a perfect or mature man or woman, able to bridle, also to bridle the whole body. So when you're walking in the light, when you're speaking the things God wants you to speak, and the things you speak by the Spirit, you're able, it shows your maturity, and you're able to guide your body, to keep yourself from trouble, to avoid danger. Amen? Alright, so as we mature in Christ, we are also being perfected. And we become more cautious with our words, and therefore we do not stumble as much. Did you hear that? As we mature in Christ, as we are being conforming to His image, as we submit to God, submit to the Word and submit to the Spirit, when you're submitting, you're walking in the light. And as you walk in the light, you don't stumble. And when you don't stumble, you're able to guide or bridle your body. It's the same thing here. So it talks here. The tongue is a small part of the body, but it is dangerous, deadly, and defiles the whole body. The tongue is able to defile the whole body. The tongue is part of the body, but it's able to defile the whole body, to mess up the whole body. That's how dangerous it is. No other part of the body can do what the tongue does. Amen. So let me give you an example of things that people do or that, that are, that's done that defiles the body. For example, slander. Making, a false, making false and damaging statements about someone causing damage to their reputation. Oh my God, we see that a lot. It's not only what is said, it's also what's implied and what's left out. Half-truths. Slandering people. Making false or damaging statements about someone. Damaging reputation. People believe what they hear. And if you are not able to prove without a shadow of a doubt, and even sometimes if you can prove it, there are people who still believe a slander, a lie about you. And that word came from someone's mouth. Injecting seeds of discord into people who hear and believe what it says based on the prejudices in their own heart. Believing what they hear and not taking the time to investigate if what they're hearing is the truth. Believing a lie and they in turn perpetuating that lie, that slander based on what was heard. Damaging the reputation of someone. That is how powerful the tongue is. Deception. The act of deceiving someone or the state of being deceived by someone. What is that? For example, it's a statement or action that hides the truth. Or the act of hiding the truth. People lie and say half-truth. The lie is to bring about something that the one who is telling the lie desires to see come to pass. That is the, the tactic of the enemy. That is what he used against Eve. He told her half-truth. A half-truth is a lie. So he was, he deceived her. 
He was receptive to Eve. And she was enticed by his words. And because of that she gave in. Based on what she heard. But he only told her a half truth. That's a, a strategy of the enemy. So you know people who are deceptive in their words and their conversation. You know the spirit behind it is not a godly spirit. For example, Jacob did it to his father. He pretended to be his brother Esau when he put on the sheepskin or the goatskin. He pretended to be his brother because his brother was a firstborn who was entitled to the birthright. And then Jacob, he also enticed his brother to give up his birthright, to surrender his birthright. He took advantage of his brother's weakness. But the instigator of the strategy to deceive Isaac, Jacob's brother, was his mother, Rebekah. She was the instigator of the strategy. So you see how deceptions work. It starts with the mother. She spoke something to Jacob to tell him what to do to deceive his father. And he acted on it. And he went in his presence of his father and carried out the act. So it starts, deception, schemes, starts with one person spoken to by, a, by an enemy or, 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 or an ungodly spirit, a predator looking to steal, kill and destroy. And that person with their words perpetuates, speaks that word, received by others and the others perpetuate that same word and so forth and so forth. That is how a lie, and it talks about the tongue, sets the course of hell out of a fire. It kindles and it, it starts as a kindling, as a spark. And then it sets the whole course on fire. Just by one, the thing one person starts saying. It gets perpetuated. And then the whole mob, or the whole country, or whatever it is, is ablaze with whatever it is, with this spirit that has been loose upon the population. So, let's go to Proverbs 18. I want to show you something here. Proverbs 18, chapter 20. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Let's go there. Hopefully I'll get through what I want to talk about today. Let me know when you're in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. I want you to see a couple of things here. Okay, are we there? Great. Alright, verse 21. The Bible says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it, love what is it? If you love death or you love life, whatever you love, the fruit of it, you are going to eat. So basically what you sow, you're going to reap. So if you speak life, you'll reap life. If you speak death, you'll, re you'll reap death. That's the fruit you're going you're gonna to be eating. So how we choose to use our tongue will determine the outcome in our environment. You hear that? How we use our tongue will determine the outcome in our environment. We can speak death and open the door for attack. 
and destruction or speak life and reap life. The choice is ours. How we choose to use our tongue, whether for, for, for blessing or for cursing, will determine the outcome in our environment. Not only for us, but for others who have been influenced by what we have said. Because there are consequences to what we say. There are consequences to our words. There are consequences to our actions. You know, people say sticks and stones may break my, work, my bones, but words will never hurt me. Yes, that's what they say, but words do hurt. Words do hurt. Words perpetuate hurt and destruction. It can become an exponential thing. As it says here, the tongue can set a whole thing ablaze. A spark can set the whole country, neighborhood, family on blaze, a fire, destroying the family. One spark. And that spark is the tongue. What we say. So there are consequences to what we say and what we do. We can choose to say what God says about who we are and our circumstances or speak against what the Word of God says about who we are. If we submit to God and say what God says, God is obligated to back up the Word. But if we speak contrary, He is not obligated to do anything. But the Word spoken will, will produce its own fruit. Whether it's life or death. And death leads to destruction. So what we say, we have to be careful what we say. We will reap the benefits of our choices. There are consequences. We always, people tend to forget that there are consequences to what we do and what we say. God will never go against His Word if we submit to Him and say what we need to say and what He directs us to say by the Spirit. Because He has already given us His Word to instruct us as to the choices we need to make. And He has given us His Spirit to teach and guide us. Did you hear that? He's given us His Word and He's given us His Spirit. But we have to choose to submit to Him, His Word and His Spirit. We have to, make a cho we have to choose to do that. Because God didn't create robots. He doesn't want robotic sons. He wants those who will choose to obey, choose to submit to Him. That's what He's looking for. In Proverbs 4, 23, 27, you can turn there if you like. I just want to read this. I mean, it's a few scriptures, but it's, it's pertinent. And why it's important that we have control of what we say. Alright, let me, let me start from verse 20 instead of verse 23. Proverbs chapter 4, let's start from verse 20. And then we'll go to probably verse 27. You there? Mm -hmm. Okay, it says here, My son, give attention to my words. Listen to what I'm telling you, my son. Pay attention. Incline your ear to my saying. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth. You hear that? Put away from you a deceitful mouth. 
and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Don't allow yourself to be, get, be distracted. He said, ponder the path of your feet and let your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Now listen to this. He is telling his son, incline your ear to what I'm telling you. Listen to what I am saying to you. Now, the assumption here, and we know what he's saying here, is godly words, is godly advice. But this can also be the other way, negative, ungodly. Alright? But he's saying here, listen to what I'm telling you. What I'm telling you is life. So if you understand what I'm saying here, and if, if you're able to articulate and apply what I'm telling you to your life, it is life for you. It is going to bring health to you. He said you've got to keep your heart with all diligence. Because what he said before, he said don't let those words keep them in the midst of your heart. So those words that I am telling you, keep them in your heart. Because out of your heart are the issues of life. Those same words that you have stored up in your heart. Those are going to determine the type of man that you're going to be. It's going to determine what you say and what you do. What your actions are going to be. Right? So he said, put away from you a deceitful mouth. And put perverse lips far from you. Because he, the warning is, if you don't do what I'm telling you. And you do opposite to what I'm telling you. It says here, the, the, the scripture we, re, we read before, life and death are in, the, are in the power of the tongue. And what you love, you're going to eat the fruit of it. So he's telling him here, the words that I'm telling you, is going to be health for your, for your flesh and for your life. So if you guard your heart, and you keep those words that I've given you, out of your life, will be held for your flesh. Would be, you, you will prosper in every area of your life. So if you don't want to do that, expect the opposite to happen in your, in your life. That's why he said, put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. He said, be focused, look straight ahead. Don't allow yourself to be distracted. And think about what you're doing. He said, ponder the part of your feet. Think about what you're doing. Think about what you're saying. And let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. So he's, what he's saying here. Keep focused. Keep my words in your heart. So that. And keep your foot from evil. Think about what you're doing. Because when you keep your foot from evil. You avoid danger. And you can get through danger. But when you don't. You open up the door. For the predator to come in and attack you and take you captive. So he's telling him these words so that he can be safe from danger and avoid danger. And those are very important. We got to guard our heart. We got to make sure that what the words are in our heart are the words of life from God. Because as you submit to God, you see, you get the, you read the word, you meditate, but the Holy Spirit. Gives you illumination. Gives you understanding. Gives you revelation. And that word come, becomes part of you. 
But it's important that we keep that word. Because the enemy will do whatever he can. The predator will do whatever he can to take, steal that word from you. Because if you don't have that word, you can't act on what you don't know. You can't act on what you don't understand. The power of the word of God is when you have understanding. Because he said, what he said in Proverbs, if you find it, if you understand it, if you understand these words, he said, don't let it depart from, from your heart. Don't let it de- keep them in your eyes. He said, if you find it, it's health and life to your flesh. So when you understand the word of God, when you keep it in your heart and you apply it by faith, God has to back up that word and it will be health and life for your flesh. And the enemy has no room to come in and attack. Why? Because you are walking in the light. And God will keep you by His power. That's why it says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Yet the enemy has to flee. The predator has to flee. Why? Because you're not fighting in your own strength. You're submitting to God and doing things God's way. You're pondering the part of your feet. You're thinking about what you say before you say. Amen. 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 So we must control our tongue. We must not be the ones to perpetuate deceit, slander, evil words. And that is how generational curses get passed from from father to children to, to grandchildren. Words are spoken in haste, in emotional turmoil or whatever it is. And words spoken to your children, they receive it. And that word gets in their heart. Now if that word is life, it will produce life. But if that word is death, it will produce death. Because why? Because they are pondering the words that has been spoken to them and received. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So when you speak negativity, when you speak death to your children you have really proclaimed a death sentence on them. Not necessarily physical, but spiritual death. Because they will always have a hard life. They will never prosper. And that is not the life we want for our children. So we have to be very careful of what we say. So we must therefore control our tongue. Choose to speak the things our Father will have us say if we are to avoid or keep ourselves from danger. It doesn't mean that our lives will be trouble free. But we do not want to be the cause of the drama in our our lives and our children's lives because of what we say. We don't want to be the one perpetuating the corruption that's in the world. Because when you keep speaking death to your children, death to people that you have influence over, you are perpetuating corruption. You are perpetuating corruption. You are an agent for the predator, for the enemy. Because he is using you to perpetuate corruption. And we will not be taken captive by the enemy to do his will. For we are sons of God. And we have been set free by the blood of Lamb, By what Jesus has done. We have been set free. We are no longer slaves, but sons of God. We are no longer prey, but we are now 
superior to the predator. And he is subject to us. Not in our strength. strength, Not by anything we have done. But because of what Jesus has done. And because of our position in him. In Christ. Now the predator has now become the prey. Glory to God. For we are sons of God. Born of the incorruptible seed of almighty God. We have nothing to fear. But understand the tricks and the schemes of the enemy. To avoid and to get through the danger and the trouble. To understand the schemes. Because we choose to speak life to our children. To our brethren in Christ. That's why the word of, word of God says. We need one another. Comfort one another. Pray one for another. Amen. We got to pray. We, and, the, and what we do. We have to speak the words of life. Speak the words of God. Speak the things that will edify the body. Not to destroy, but not to destroy or break down, but to build up and edify. Those are the words of life. Those are the Zoe words of life. Those are the words by the Spirit of God, which will build and cause the things of God to manifest and bloom in our lives. So, as I conclude, watch what we say. Because our words have power. Our words have power. Let us be, let this tongue, which is one of the small members of the body, let it not allow, we see we have a choice, whether we allow the tongue to defile our body and defile others. We have the power to do it. But first we got to make sure our heart is clean. See, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Because what's in your heart comes out of your mouth. 